So you can even compare it, I guess, to a restaurant. If a restaurant just opened, who wants to recommend it? Probably nobody, right? But if you if the restaurant is always full, you already eat in there, you know exactly what kind of dish you have or the value you're getting out of it, then most likely you do want to recommend it. Welcome to the Revenue Rebels podcast brought to you by Warmly. On this show, we cut straight through the fluff and dive deep into the specific tactics that B2B revenue leaders across sales and marketing are using to find success in today's environment. I'm your host, Alan Zhao. All right, so today's episode, we're going to start talking about affiliate marketing, how to do it, when to do it, and what tools to use. We have on today one of the experts in the field, Joran Hoffman. He's the founder of Redditus, an affiliate marketing tool that we also started using. And fun fact is he started his own podcast called Grow Your B2B SaaS. Joran, great to have you on today. Good to be here. Thank you for having me, Alan. So we typically always like to start off things with founders about the origin story. Like, How did you get started with Redditus and why did you decide to create this company? So I was a SaaS affiliate myself. So I used to work at a company called called Leadfeeder, where I uh, got into SaaS, basically. I did around like five to 10 demos a day. And I think in almost every demo uh, I gave, they always asked me like, this is a great tool. Which tool should I, should I use more? Got so sick of that question that I decided to build a website, uh, which is called salesloftmarketing.co. I grew uh, the traffic organically. So at one point I had like 25,000, 30,000 visitors per month, basically on the site. And my idea was I'm going to lay on a beach somewhere making money uh, by referring SaaS companies via this website. In the end, it didn't really work out that way. Um, like with the current uh, or with some of the competitors now from Redditist, like uh, with networks, I had 15,000 clicks in one year and I did not make one sale. And then on the other hand, for the programs where you have to log in individually, I had 50 different logins for all the different portals I had to log in. So I had two issues, like two major issues going on. And then I also noticed that some SaaS companies had issues with uh, implementing one of the our bigger uh, competitors. So at one point I decided like this can be better and uh, started building my own network basically. It's really interesting here because Leadfeeder is one of our competitors and I've always wondered how they're able to grow so quickly. So that would make a lot of sense using the affiliate program and you built a tool for yourself solving your own problem. A fantastic origin story. I wanted to ask next is, what are some of the things that people should know about when they start to build an affiliate marketing program? Like, How should they get started? When should they do it? And who's set up most for success? Yeah, let's start with, I guess, when. Always you hear all these success stories, right? Like, oh, we grew from zero to 10 million ARR in, in X amount of time. Like in the end, like for most companies, it takes a long time, right? And also it's, it's the same with building up an affiliate uh, revenue channel. Like, I guess the first thing I would always do is make sure the foundation is in order, which basically means is you already have paying clients. So don't start with affiliate marketing as your go-to-market strategy. Uh, make sure, because if you have that, you also have best practices, case studies, you figured out your conversion rates. So make sure the foundation is there before you really start uh, with the affiliate marketing channel, because in the end, the better it is, uh, the easier it is for people to start recommending you. So you can even compare it, I guess, to a restaurant. If a restaurant just opened, who wants to recommend it? Probably nobody, right? But if you if the restaurant is always full, you already eat in there, you know exactly what kind of dish you have or the value you're getting out of it, then most likely you do want to recommend it. So start there because then like if you go for the next step, you already have a user base which you can ask if they want to recommend you. So the bigger the user base is or the bigger your own network is, the easier it is to get your first affiliates in because they know your value, they know exactly how you work, they know what, the, what people can expect from it. 
they can probably create tutorials, uh, blog articles on how to use your tool. Yeah, that's a really great point here. Is there like a number or range that you would recommend for B2B SaaS companies? Like at what number do you think they should start thinking about this program? Yeah, so I mean, we we now changed our ICP, so it kind of also indicates like when do you really want to start thinking about it? So we first set 10K MR. We even now want to go a bit like beyond that. We want to go, let's say 50K MR, but I would say like get the 10K MR yourself first. I mean, you can set up an affiliate program. So for example, we have a free email by the way. At least you can set it up and you can have it um, running. People can apply to it and can find it, but I wouldn't put too much effort on it until you actually have that 10K MR. So then you probably do have those case studies. You do have the best practices. You might already rent paid ads yourself. So you burn money on figuring out your conversion rates yourself before you're going to ask affiliates to drive traffic towards your site. No, I love that. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know if people necessarily know that they need to focus primarily on their users. Users, I found is always really difficult because they have their own agendas. Maybe they're not really as privy to sales text. Maybe they just want to focus on getting value out of your tool. And so I've sort of shied away from that. Yeah, yeah. you can, like the users is always like the easiest uh, to start with. And then of course, like I would always look at like recruiting affiliates. And there's, I guess, like a couple of ways here as well. You can look at competitor affiliates, for example, because you can find everything online, right? So if you look at the backlinks of your competitor in SEMrush or Ahrefs, you can quickly identify who's using an affiliate link going to your competitor. And then from there, uh, I mean, nowadays, everybody, you can extract all those backlinks. You can put it into a tool, find the author of the blog for the, or find the author of the, or find the contact person to that site and then start running a campaign to also start have them start recommending you. Easy. You can do the same thing with uh, keyword analysis, like who's ranking on the keywords you want to be found on. And then from there, uh, you're going to find listing articles. You're going to find blogs. You're going to find other things. And then you can start reaching out to to those as well. And just make sure you filter out the review sites and your competitors, of course. So what's, what's in it for these guys? Like, how do you set up the program to incentivize them to help promote your brand? Yeah, yeah. affiliate marketing is, is really purely about money, right? So uh, there's a kickback fee for um, the paid clients they deliver to you. So like, for example, when you look at Redditors, we purely ask you, how much commission do you want to give away for how long? So the incentives for companies to start recommending like B2B SaaS companies, it's it's higher ticket price because we're B2B and it's SaaS, it's recurring. That's also the commission. So the uh, incentive for them to start recommending you is compounding basically commissions uh, by referring yourself. So in the end, they can actually earn uh, an extra income. And there's a lot of blogs, publishers out there who, for example, have CPC as their um main resource of income, but they also, if they can't get a CPC link from a certain client, they will, for example, start recommending them with a with an affiliate link. So at least they can also earn money while referring certain companies. One of the issues that I've always found with affiliates is like, how do you track? And I know it's, Redis is definitely one of those tools to do it. There's different ways that I've heard to do affiliate, which is you do it by booked meeting, you do it by website visit, and then you do it by actual close one revenue. Especially in B2B SaaS, this is really hard to do this tracking. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so, I mean, we purely focus on on cost per action or cost per sale. So purely you need to receive money uh, in order to actually give something away. And the reason why we do it as in, because it's easy to track, I guess, like um, any tool would give you an affiliate link. So from there, a cookie gets placed on that person's device. So you can see the number of clicks. 
you can track the number of bookings basically. And then of course that has to convert into uh, either a sign up um, in your platform and then they have to go to paid. Like the reason why we stay away from the begin part, like top of funnel to call it like that is because it's really fraud sensitive, right? Because in the end, if you are going to pay per click or you're going to pay per lead, like how do you make sure that the quality remains high? And you don't want to have that discussion on they don't come from our main region where we're focusing on or they don't use a business email or they don't have the employee size we're looking for. So we're not going to pay for that. Where do you feel it says, well, you were you wanted leads, I got you leads. So that's why, for example, we purely focus on the end part. If you receive money, you only have to give away uh, a piece of that which you already received instead of you giving away a lot of money up front without actually knowing if it's going to convert at the, uh, at the end of the funnel. I, even I'm starting to see it. One of the issues is the affiliates will buy your brand and keywords. And so they'll cannibalize your traffic. And that was probably going to be yours anyways. So it is a risk. Can we talk a little bit about like the connection between um, actually closing the deal and then attributing that to the affiliate? Ideally, like we want to automate as much as possible just to avoid like human error. So when a SaaS company comes to us, uh, we ask them to install a tracking. And one part of that is also connecting their payment processor, which is, for example, Stripe or Paddle Billing. So in that sense, if we are able to identify who signed up by an affiliate, so there's one line of code we ask you to trigger when somebody signs up where we can identify, did it come from an affiliate? And then if we see that email within a Stripe payment, we can already calculate the commission because we see exactly what is the interval of the payment, the currency, the, the the actual value, of course. And then from there, we can track it back towards the affiliate and calculate the commissions directly. And there's ideally no human intervention because in the end, people get sick, right? People leave, uh, people forget. So the more you can automate, uh, the more transparent it is also going to be uh, for everybody, for yourself, but also for the affiliate. So that's like our most ideal way how we want to work. Totally makes sense. It's about building trust. We have a couple of people who are referring us pretty organically, and we do have a you know twenty percent referral commission for anybody who closes a deal on its first year ACV. And the issue has always been like keeping track of all this: who's actually referred them, who gets credit, because you got to run it by the sales team. They need to receive their commission. It's always really frustrating to see that someone actually referred this company, but uh, we're not 100% sure if it actually came from them. And then on the back side of it is actually doing payouts. And if you don't have this stuff all clean, it always feels like it's too messy. So what does it take to get an affiliate program set up correctly? What are the best practices here? Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's assume you had that foundation, right? Or at least like the best practices, case studies, uh, the 10K MOR. Uh, the installation isn't doesn't take that long. Um, you're going to set up at least commission tiers. So what that means is like a commission percentage and a commission length. So I always recommend like look at your average revenue per account then on a monthly level. And then from there, calculate how much can an affiliate earn when they bring you one paid client or if they bring you 10 paid clients. So at least you can already figure out is it worth their while to actually start recommending you? And would you even recommend yourself, I guess, if you get that money? Because in the end, uh, they do it because they want to earn money, right? So if the incentive isn't good enough, then why in the first place uh, should they join your program? Then as soon as you have your program live, right? Like I would always start, I guess, like again with your current user base because those are the people who already know you. So those are easy to get in. Then I would go for the recruitment part as well where you can basically 
look at the competitor affiliates as mentioned, look at the keywords. So who's ranking high for the keywords uh, you want to be ranking for. So those are good ones as well. If you're already doing like backlink um, outreach, you can put this in the in the sequence or you can put this in a template where this is something you can offer to them, right? Because if you do backlink outreach, a lot of people want to get paid for it or they want something else. What if you can actually give them a kickback fee on the, the sales they're driving for you? And then, uh, of course, what we have is a network. So um, you guys are listening in it, right? Where basically you get access to a network of B2B SaaS affiliates who are always looking for new programs to join. And that's something I would always recommend as well. So it just helps you to uh, grow outside of your own network without you doing the, the outreach. And ideally, net network keeps growing. So you always get new requests coming in. And I guess like once you have them in, you need to onboard them, right? So an affiliate joins your program, um, but what should they do? What is actually working? Like how did your sales team closes, for example, certain deals or uh, which landing pages are really uh, working well? If you educate your affiliates on how can they earn money? So if you ask yourself that question, how can I help them to earn money? What do they need? Do they need banners well first of all i guess like how do i help them to earn money where do i want them to promote us and then if you answer those two questions you know exactly what do they need do they need content banners wherever they're going to promote you they need material so if you can help them provide that and if you already have affiliates who do well you can even give that as an example like this is how good looked like this is how for example affiliate one generated action revenue and earned x amount of commission then you can ideally replicate it with other affiliates as well. So the, yeah, the more you educate them and the more you almost take them by the hand, right? It's like onboarding your clients, but then onboarding your affiliates because the better relationship you build with them, the more they're going to run for you and getting them to their first paid referral. That's going to be important because after that, you're going to be more motivated to keep um, recommending you. Getting the first win is always the hardest. I'm sure it's easier to build on success. But I'd love to hear a story about that one affiliate that drove a ton of revenue or drove a ton of referrals. What did that look like? What was the setup? And how did you onboard them? Like yeah, so the, funny enough, like you mentioned it, right, that um, you wouldn't allow an affiliate to run paid ads on your brand name. Like the best affiliate right now in our network is exactly doing this. And some SaaS companies actually allow it. So I guess that's, the other coin of the, the the story or the other side of the story where sometimes you, like I thought nobody would want this, right? Nobody would actually want you to uh, want an affiliate to run paid ads on their brand name. The company allowed it. They're now at 1 million ARR generated via affiliates because they allow almost everything. And their philosophy is that we don't need to hire a digital marketer. We don't have to spend money on ads ourselves. Our customer acquisition costs are really predictable because we know we give X percent away for X amount of months. And we only give something away when we actually receive paid clients. I still don't know if it's a good idea or not, but looking at their affiliate revenue, it looked like they're doing really well, especially with, with the channel. So it's an interesting, uh, interesting thing to always think about as well. Secondary benefit of having affiliates run paid ads is that if you have competitors who run paid ads on your keywords, then they have to bid higher. Is that affiliate, were they like a self-service type tool, self-service credit card swipe checkout or did they have a b2b SaaS sales motion what was the setup so the best i guess like uh, when you look at the um 
the best tools in our network who work well with uh, affiliate marketing are the ones which are like really product-led growth, really self-serve. Because in the end, like you want to have a quick sales cycle, basically. Because the longer the sales cycle, the longer it takes for an affiliate to earn money, right? So it's easier for them to drop off. So uh, time to value or time to money, I guess, in our, in our case, is uh, has to be yeah as, as quick as possible because then you will have affiliates being more um, more motivated. So the best ones at the moment are the ones who where you can sign up, uh, go to page yourself without talking to anybody. Have you seen any success from, let's say, B2B SaaS companies who do have a sales motion? Some success, but it's like um, when, when you go that route, it's all, like attribution is going to be a lot harder as well. So if you, for example, have purely a book a demo uh, on the site and nothing else, then, for example, you book a demo, right? You would probably just uh, book a demo at Alan at Warmly um, in your domain. But as soon as, I guess, you start the negotiations or you start um, creating an account, maybe your colleague comes in and then another email comes into the mix. And then uh, you might sign up or you might pay with a different email. So the billing email is going to be different as well. So attribution always happens then manually uh, and then there comes the human intervention right so it does work but like the SaaS company has a bit more how do you say it as you mentioned like um, responsibility to making sure it attributes it towards the affiliates because if you do that well and you can say like yeah um, we also sp- spent the sales efforts as you mentioned but if you're not going to attribute towards the affiliates then at one point they're going to drop off and then the channel is not going to be successful. So it can definitely work, but it needs more time because in the end, your sales cycles are longer if you're sales-led compared to product-led growth. So yeah, to test the channel, you, you will need to spend more time on it. And you probably want to educate your affiliates better as well. Like what is a good sales qualified lead? I guess we'll end with that question, which is how do you nurture if you have a B2B SaaS sales motion? What's the like? What are best practices for onboarding, keeping them engaged, and on track to success? Yeah, I would always at least do an uh, an onboarding sequence in the form of email because affiliates don't want to jump on a call with you. Like I have some clients who almost like force, I guess, affiliates to jump on a call. But if you're in a network like ours and you join, for example, ten different programs, do you want to jump on a call with all ten of them? And not everybody wants that, so. I would always have at least as the minimum an email onboarding sequence and then from there figure out like what do the affiliates need. So the more, I guess, like sales-led or the higher ACV you have, the more you probably want to do versus if you're product-led growth, you probably want to run volume. So also think about ways on onboarding your affiliates in in volume as well. Fantastic. Joran, I really appreciate the time here. How can people find out more about you? If you just type in Euron uh, Hoffman on uh, on LinkedIn, you're gonna you're gonna find me. There's only one there. Thank you so much, John, for coming on. Cheers. Thanks for having me, Alan.